as you catch the fire experience it you must sustain it praise God so quickly because of our time let's look at Leviticus chapter 6 Leviticus chapter 6 from verse 12 to 13 uh, let's just establish that fire is needed um, as a child of God you are supposed to be a living sacrifice and you have to present your bodies on a hot soul but there is a need for fire Leviticus chapter 6 verse 12 to 13 okay and the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, it shall be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the bones of him in the other points. And it, it shall burn there the fat of the peace prince. That's the thing. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Praise the Lord. So the desire of God for every child of God, if you want to become useful in the hand of God, your heart must become an altar where the fire of God continues to burn. And that fire must never go out. Praise the Lord. And so we see some, some things that God will be showing us because you must keep the fire burning. It's not just sufficient to catch the fire, you must keep the fire going. Praise God. So we're talking about revival fire. What is a revival? What is a revival? Simply, revival means bringing back to life. Revival means awakening. It's an awakening. Praise the Lord. You must have heard of what was called a great awakening. You know, when the situation is bad. Is corrupt. God raises us people who are filled with the Holy Spirit and the minister and the power of the Holy Spirit. They live the life of God and there is a great awakening. So revival simply means bringing back to life. Praise God. Ephesians 5 verse 14. You can project for us perhaps a faster. Ephesians 5 14. And then Romans 13 11. Let me read Romans 13 11 first. Romans 13 11 says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sin. That's revival. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Verse 12. Romans 13. Yeah, verse 12. The night is fast spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Praise God. It's Night is fasting. Awake. Then now is the time to awake out of sleep, out of slumber. Praise the Lord. So revival means to awake. Then Ephesians 5 14. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 says, Wherefore it says, Awake you that sleep. Awake you that sleep. And arise. From the dead, and what is that? Christ shall give you light. Praise the Lord. Some will be awake today. Some will arise from the dead today. 
by the grace of God, Sister Gloria, you will not need to give anybody money again. As you preach to them in the power of the Holy Spirit, they will follow you. Praise the Lord. So, but that's a great, I, I'm, I'm very happy with that testimony. You know, it shows sincerity of purpose. You want people to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. That is very commendable. Praise God. I believe we will all be set on fire. We will be awakened. We will be revived in Jesus' name. So, that is revival. Bringing back to life. Being awake. Now, what we now talk about revival fire. What are we talking about? Revival fire. Simply. And without any ambiguity. The revival fire is about the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. It is not any other thing but the, the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's actually the, the person of the Holy Spirit descending upon us, walking from within us. Praise God. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. The Bible talks about John was telling people about Jesus that Jesus is the one who will baptize people with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And on the day of Pentecost, when they gathered together in the upper room, they were praying, they were in one accord. The Bible says the Holy Ghost descended upon them in form of a fire. So the revival fire we are talking about is simply the fire of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So it is a fire of the Holy Spirit which Christ baptizes us with. And that fire burns in our hearts and life. So once we receive the fire of the Holy Spirit, it burns within us and it changes our lives. Praise God. So what are some of the characteristics of this revival fire? What does it do in our lives? What does this revival fire do in our lives? Number one, the Holy Ghost fire or the revival fire, the first thing it does is that it purifies it purifies us, it refines us, it consecrates, consecrates it to God. Malachi chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. We have Malachi chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. We have a picture of God there. And verse 2, okay, verse 2 to 4. But who may abide the day of coming of his coming? And who shall stand when he appears? For it's like a refiner's fire, and like fullness soul. Another word for revival fire is like refiner's fire. So verse 3, and it shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and it shall purify the sons of liver, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Praise the Lord. Before you, whatever you do, offering, whatever you offering not just money. It's even whatever you do, either singing, um, praying, or living, offering, whatever you do, before it can be acceptable, the scripture says God must first purify and refine us. So, then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be present unto the Lord as in the days of old as in former years. This is revival. When God comes, Praise God. When God comes into your life and God sits 
in you and begins his work in your life, purifying you, refining your character, conforming you to the image of Christ, transforming you, then whatever you do becomes acceptable to God. Praise God. You will experience revival fire in the name of Jesus. So, the revival fire, the Holy Ghost fire purifies. Praise God. Now, another feature of that fire, which is very important, is that this fire is kindled by God Himself. That's number two characteristics of this fire. The revival fire is lit, kindled by God. It is God that creates the fire. That's produces the fire. The fire comes from God. Praise God. Anytime the children of Israel, they put sacrifices on the altar, burnt offerings and all of that. And you see the scripture of the list also, you know what I'm saying? Fire will fall from heaven. The fire is from God. It's the fire of God. Praise God. So the fire we're talking about here is the fire of God. So it is kindled by God. It's not kindled by you. Praise God. So it is not a fire that you kindle by yourself. And, and so, let me, before I go on, um, there is another type of fire. You know, we have the refiner's fire, the fire. There is a type of fire that we should be aware of. And if the scripture calls that fire, strange fire. Everybody says strange fire. Strange fire. So we are not to we must not be involved in strange fire. And we have that in some in Leviticus 10, verse 1 to 2. Can we get there? Uh, so in Leviticus 10, 1 to 2, there were certain sons of the of Aaron priests. They were priests. They were Levites. They were workers, as it were. Praise God. But the Bible says, yes, and neither one of you, the sons of Aaron, took both of them, their center, and put fire therein. And put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded not. Where did they get the fire? They kindled the fire on their own. Praise God. That is strange fire. And then verse 2, you see what happened. The Bible says, And there went up fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. That's the other aspect of experiencing God's consuming fire. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. And in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10 to 11, the Holy Spirit further warned us, Isaiah 50, verse 10 to 11, that we must not kindle any fire on our own. So what I'm saying is that you must release yourself to the Holy Spirit to walk in your life. Let it be that it's the Holy Spirit that ignites you. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 11, 10 and 11 says, who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servants, that walks in darkness and has no light? For instance, you need revival. You will want to experience God. Who is among you that is in that situation? What should you do? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. So that's the way that you get the final word. Trust in the Lord and stay upon God. One of the ways by which you stay upon God is what we did yesterday. We came together, we prayed, we stayed upon God. Because we cannot kill fire on our own. Praise God. Verse 11. 
says, Behold, call ye the kindling fire that compass yourselves in part with sparks that you have kindled. Okay, so sorry. Behold, all ye that kindling fire that compass yourselves in part with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that you have kindled. This shall you have in mind and you shall light them so. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. So we must not kindle any fire. We must not desire any manifestation that is not from God. There are strange manifestations that are not from God. Do not desire that. Those are strange fire. Praise God. Jesus says that some people will come to him in that day. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. And they will say, Lord, Lord, in your name we have cast out devils. We are prophesied in your name. Seven, Matthew 7, verse 23. 21 to 23. So you see, in your name we have cast out devils. We have prophesied. We have done many mighty works. Okay. Not everyone that calls him will be Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 22. For many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Do you see that? They, they believe, right? They call Jesus Lord. He said, Lord, Lord. And we not prophesied in your name, and in your name have cast out devils. Are they not? Are these not mighty works? Are they not mighty works? And in your name we have done many wonderful works. Twenty-three. Jesus says, "But I will profess unto you, and then will I profess unto them? I never knew. Depart from me that walk in iniquity." Praise God. So we must not desire a strange manifestation. We must not. Born of our strength, fire to the Lord. Praise the Lord. But today, the Lord will give us the real fire, the fire that comes from Him alone, as we stay upon our God in Jesus' name. Now, another, the third feature of this revival fire is that it empowers. It's when the fire comes, it gives you power. Everybody say power. Everybody say power. power. Oh. Even though if you're like warm Jacob, even if you are being filled, once the, the fire of God comes upon you, God empowers you. So you operate by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by your own, by your own strength. Not by your own struggling. But by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the empowerment. The Bible says, Acts 1 8. Jesus told his disciples, you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So the fire of the Holy Spirit empowers. It is not the will of God for any child of God to be powerless. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, very soon I will be telling you why you need to have a fire. Some some people appear to be powerless. Even once they take lives like this and you're in your room, you're afraid. Or once you see a cockroach like this, you're already afraid. No. As the fire comes upon you, it empowers you. Praise the Lord. It gives you boldness. So another feature of this fire is that it must be sustained. It must be sustained by daily 
and continual fellowship with God. So this revival fire we're talking about must be sustained. That led to us to the thing that we, we read earlier. The Bible says the priests must sustain the fire on the altar. And how will they do that? If you read verse 12, verse 12 again says, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning it, it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood. Oh, they burn. They will burn wood on it every morning. That is similar to you. When you are born, you pray, study the scriptures. That is what keeps a fire alive. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the bones of him in order on it, and it shall burn there on the fire and the piece of him. Then verse 13 says, The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Praise God. So this revival fire must be sustained. You need it as a student. You will continue to need the fire of the Holy Spirit, even much more when you graduate. By the time you start working or you marry, you, the fire must not go out. Praise the Lord. The fire of God will not be quenched in your life in Jesus' name. Now, you need revival fire. You need revival fire. And how do you know that you need revival fire? What are the signs? What are the symptoms that you need revival fire? Number one, if you do not have, if you have little or no desire for God, you need revival fire. If you don't have desire to study the scriptures, to pray, to seek the peace of God, if you don't have that desire in you, then you need revival fire. Praise God. First Thessalonians 2 verse 2 says, As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. So if that desire is not there, if you are no longing after God, then you need revival fire. Praise God. Now, another sign that you need revival fire is when you, when you experience what you sleepiness. You know, the Bible says, where we read the other times, awake from your sleep. Right? Now, if, if you are uh, with your phone, you are doing your Facebook and chat and all that, you don't feel sleepy. But the only time when you now start, you take your Bible and say you want to read your Bible, then you find that you are closing. First of all, have you experienced that? So, if it is that you are engaged in other things, you don't feel sleepy. But by the time you say you want to kneel down and pray, you just doze off. Praise the Lord. So many of those activities, once you discover it's only when you want to read your Bible that you do so, then there's something underneath. Okay? So you need to remember fire. Praise the Lord. Then also when you feel tired, when you're always feeling tired, feeling weak to pray, you need to remember fire. Amen. So also, when you have little or no concern for people around you. For unbelievers, you don't really care. You just see your classmates, oh, this guy is handsome, this girl is intelligent. If that's all you see about people, you don't see them as eternal souls that Jesus died for, that he must be saved. Then you need revival fire. Praise the Lord. Then number four. Now, you need revival fire if you always have what I call a rubber band experience. Do you know rubber band? Rubber band, elastic. Once you stretch it, 
it comes back to normal, right? Is that not so? So, if you have a rubber band experience, it means as you come to a church, you come, you pray, you, you are extended, you are extended. But by the time you leave, you go back to normal. That's rubber band experience. That experience that is shallow, that is not short-lived. But what God wants to do in your life is a permanent testimony. And so, what God will do in your life, it should be deep and it will be long-lasting in Jesus' name. And you need to remember fire if you care more about the household, about the physical things, rather than true spiritual progress. You need to remember fire. Number six, you need to remember fire if you realize that when you are always offended, when people correct you, when you eat, when you don't know the truth about yourself, you need to remember fire. Number seven, when you are struggling with secret sins, you need revival fire to purify you. God is not there. When you come to God and you confess that you are struggling, Jesus will come to your rescue. Praise God. But don't, don't cover up. Hallelujah. Number eight, when you have lost bitterness, unforgiveness, hatred in your heart, you need revival fire to purge you, to purify you. To pour your heart because your heart is the altar of your life. Everything that happens in your heart determines the outcome of your life. So if your heart is full of lusts, if your heart is full of envy, if your heart is full of bitterness, it will corrupt you. You need a kind of fire to purify your heart alive. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Blessed are the pure in us, for they shall see God. Number nine, you are if you are not conscious. Jesus is coming soon. You don't care that. You, you, it does not dawn on you that Christ can come at any time. You need to revive the fire. Praise the Lord. I know there are some people here, what I've mentioned so far, if you, you have seen it and you have marked yourself that, okay, I'm okay. I don't feel sleepy when I want to pray. I'm okay. I'm okay. Now, you also need to revive the fire. You feel okay. Praise the Lord. When you feel you are okay, I don't have a problem, you need a revival fire. Praise the Lord. Very important. So is there anybody that does not need a revival fire here? I need a revival fire. I need a revival fire. Praise the Lord. Now, when God's revival comes into your life, how does it manifest? What's the evidence? As the fire of God comes, it sets you ablaze for God. Praise God. You are set ablaze for God. I see, I thank God for what I've been seeing in you. And I see people who are passionate. So as God sets you on fire, God sets you ablaze for Him. You know, fire consumes. The fire of God engulfs you, engulfs your whole being. Number one is that. You are set ablaze in God's love. The love of God occupies your heart. You love, you have passion for God. You, you become a lover of God, a lover of Jesus. Some people may see you and say, Oh, you always too much. Ah, you always too much. But then they turn around that they will, they will, they will realize. I remember when I was uh, 
Yonka. I'm saying Yonka. Praise the Lord. Yes. I, God encountered me in a very mighty way. And he loved God. And I still want to love him more. Now, my uncle that I was staying with them, because I love to read the Bible, I will, use, I will stay on the Bible for hours. So, and then I will have different Bibles, different versions of the Bible, KJV, all the different versions. And as I read the Bible, I will be happy. I will be smiling, I will be writing. So, my uncle, it is too annoying. Now, what is wrong with this boy? What are you doing? So, he will, it was later I was telling you, he will later come and try to distract him and say, so they come. Okay, come and do this. I will quickly go and do it fast, fast, and then I will come back to the Bible. He will say, ah, Have you finished reading? I have finished. He will say, Trying to distract me. He said, But your own is too much. Why do you have to stay on the Bible for a long time? Do you have to read several Bible? God is not difficult like that. Praise God. But later on, when you also encounter God in a deeper way, and when you return, and he started reading the Bible. He called me and told me that, ah, so they have been reading the book of Matthew, and it was so sweet. I said, yes, it's sweet. Praise the Lord. When you stay alone in God, and you read your Bible, and you, are, you, you, have, you love God, everything you want to do, you want to know Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit's fire comes upon you, you have a deep love for Jesus. Jesus, you love Jesus supremely. Above everything else, that is a principal feature of a child of God that is on fire. Let me tell you the truth. That is the, that is the highest that you have. Every other thing proceed from that. Praise God. Every other thing that I will talk about, your your exploits proceeds from an unquenchable passion. It is from your unquenchable passion for God that your desire, passion to win others of Christ proceeds from. Praise God. So when God sets you on fire, He loves Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 tells us, verse 5, it says, For the love of God, He said, Hope makes not ashamed. Uh, verse 6, uh, verse 5, rather. Verse 5. He says, And hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts. By who? By the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. You cannot love God passionately without the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God. Another version says, the love of God that is poured deeply into your hearts by the Holy Spirit. So that's what the God sets you up is. So God's love is kindled in your hearts, poured into your spirit by the Holy Spirit. Then you become a flame for Jesus. Praise God. Then another evidence that you have passion for souls. You have strong desire to win others to Christ. You become more passionate. So, so for you to have that uh, passion for sinners, the Holy Spirit needs to fill you and you will see others as Christ sees them. Praise God. That's what happened to the apostles. When they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they started preaching and testifying. And the first day, 3,000 people were brought to Christ. Praise the Lord. 
And then when the fire of revival comes upon you, you become ablaze with a holy fear of God. You fear God. You reverence. You honor Him with holiness of life. And then also, you, you begin to have deep love for righteousness. You love righteousness and its brokenness. Hebrews 1, it says, concerning Jesus, that you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, the Lord thy God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellow. So, it's manifest by you having love for righteousness. You want to always do what is right. You love righteousness and you hate sin. You hate sin. Because the Spirit of God, that is the Spirit of revival, is Spirit of holiness. Praise the Lord. Now, very quickly, how do I receive this revival fire? Very importantly, number one, you have to yield yourself to God. Everybody say, I have to yield myself to God. You have to lay your life on the altar. Because if you are not on the altar, the fire will not fall. So yield yourself to God. Allow God to sit in your life, to do his work. Yield yourself to God. Surrender yourself to him. So if you are here, you have not yet yielded yourself to God. You cannot experience this river of fire. God has a great plan of purpose for your life. But it starts by you yielding yourself completely to God. Absolute surrender. Praise God. Number two is that as you yield yourself to God, you must have an habitual practice of being alone with God. Personally, have time with God. Spend much time with God. There's a hymn that says, Take time to be holy, speak hearts with thy Lord, abide in him always. And I mean, forget not his word. What that song is talking about is that you need Take time to be holy. Spend much time in secret with God. Jesus alone. That is the secret of power. Praise God. That is the secret of having power with God. Then, as we did last week, when you have opportunities to be in a retreat, fellowship, be there. Praise the Lord. Then also, as you have time with God, you build your Bible, prayer, you need to learn hymns to hymns of consecration, hymns of praise. Then read books of godly men who will fire for God. Praise God. I hope you read books here. So I want to recommend some books that you can read for you that will really God can use to you know to, to transform you. God has used that to transform my life. Of course, these are books written by men filled with the Holy Spirit. They, the book that is above all books is the Bible. So read books like A Place for God by Wesley Jewel. How many of you have seen that book? A Place for God by Wesley Jewel. Oh, uh, and I wanted to bring the book I want to show you. Please, I want to encourage you. Go and find that book, A Place for God. Very, very important. The man God uses by Oswald J. Smith. Have you heard that book? The man God uses. How many of you have read the book? You have read about the man God uses. Please raise up your hand. I just want to know. The man God uses. Oh, 
please look for the, the book titled The Man God Uses. Those are living classics in Christian literature. The Man God Uses. Then there is another book, Why Revival Tarries by Leonard Ravenly. How many of you have read that book? Okay, you have heard, you have heard of Why Revival Tarries, right? Have you read it? Has anybody read it? Oh, great. Why Revival Tarries by Leonard Ravenly. Look for it. Write it down. Then there is another book, The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. How many of you know A.W. Tozer? Good. Read it. Then there is another book called Power Through Prayer. Who knows that? By E.M. Bounds. Who knows that book? Power Through Prayer. Wow! Raise up your hand if you are heard of Power Through Prayer by E.M. Bounds. Please look for that book. Those are books that have made many of these men of God that you see all around. These are books you read. I'm telling you the truth. Go and find out. Then there is another book, The Spiritual Man by Watchman Lee. The Spiritual Man by Watchman Lee. So there are several others. Please, these are books that you can read and God can use to you know, sustain the fire in you. Above all, the Bible. The Bible is the book. It's the book of books. Praise the Lord. And then I, I also want to ask you for you to sustain the fire. You must practice your faith. The fire you have received is not for you to go and keep in your wardrobe. Praise God. It's not for you to, you know, it's not even for just burning in the fellowship. You must practice your faith. Praise God. There are various ways through evangelism, you know, practice your faith. Yesterday we were talking about uh, evangelism. He was asking you that Shedar, Mishal, Arapet, Nigo, Continent, Bible. Now, it was because this three group they exercised their faith. That was why Jesus was manifest in their life. Praise God. Jesus has been with them before, but it was not obvious until they entered the fire. So as they entered the fire, what the fire did was to show that Jesus has always been with them. So practice your faith. Very important. And then lastly, continue. Everybody say continue. Continue. Now, what are the things which continue? Number one, continue in the word of God, in the word of Christ. John 8, 31. If you continue in my words, then are you my disciples to me. So continue in the word of God. Number two, continue in the love of Christ. That's John 15, verse 9. Continue in the love of Christ. Number three, continue in prayer, in supplication. In fellowship with God's people. Acts 1.14, Colossians 4.2. Number, number four, continue in the grace of God. Continue in the grace of God. Acts chapter 13, verse 43. Number five, continue in the faith. Continue in the faith, grounded and set with Colossians 1.23. Continue in the faith. Number six, continue in the goodness of God. God is continuing the goodness of God. Romans 11, 22. Continue in holiness and sobriety. First Timothy 2, verse 15. Then lastly, continue in the Son and in the Father. Continue in Christ. First John 2, verse 24. Let's rise to our feet. Rise to our feet.
I just want you to open your heart to Jesus. Open your heart to God. Open your heart to God. Do you realize you need the revival fire? Just open your heart and say, Lord Jesus, send your fire upon the altar for my heart. I yield myself to you. I yield myself to you. Open your hands and say, Lord Jesus, send your fire upon the altar of my life. Send your revival fire upon the altar of my life. Lord, I yield myself to you. Oh Lord, I yield myself to you. Let Just release yourself to God. Release yourself to God. Open your heart to God. So that his fire can come into us. He is the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost of the fire. Lord, I yield myself to you. I yield myself to you. Send your fire of revival into my heart. Revive me, O oh Lord. When the fire was revival come upon you, you will be like the psalmist, the your heart and your flesh will long after God. That's what the psalmist says in Psalm 3, verse 1 and 2, and Psalm 24. Says, My heart and my flesh longed for you. Lord Jesus, send your fire into my hands. Send your fire into my spirits. Baptize me afresh with the Holy Ghost. Send down fire, Holy Ghost fire. Send the fire again. Holy Ghost fire, send a fire, send a fire. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, send a fire, send a fire. Just need 
know this uh, brother how it runs. If you know you need it, most of all, the Lord is on you. Just pray to the Lord. Just pray to the Lord. Ask the Lord to feel you. Ask the Lord to touch you. Ask the Lord to touch you with His Spirit. Ask the Lord to feel you with His Holy Spirit. To give you that fire of revival. Jesus. 
appreciate you, Lord. Lord Jesus, there are souls here who have opened their hearts to receive your fire. Lord, we demand this fire in the name of Jesus. Now I pray for you. The grace of God to keep this fire upon you. I am not concerned about that. Let the grace to keep the fire upon you be upon you in the name of Jesus. You will be upon you and a shining light for Christ all the days of your life in the name of Jesus. Your love will not burn out in the name of Jesus. Your oil for the light of God will be an abundant supply to your spirit in the name of Jesus. Oh God, thank you. The efficient church that Paul wrote letter to and he mentioned love, the word love to them 30 times later on, about 30 years. Jesus came to them and says, You have forsaken your festival. You are falling from your festival. I pray for you that none of you will forsake your festival in the name of Jesus. The world system, the spirit of the world, the spirit of the earth time, will not quench the fire of God in your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. What God has done in your life shall be a permanent testimony. It shall be permanent in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. The Lord will kindle the missionary fire in your hearts. Missionary fire. The fire to go to the nations to reach the ends of the world for him. That missionary fire that you need. Receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all praise. to you about missions and how you can participate in missions even as a student. Praise God.